Welcome, 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 everybody, to Rugby League in America. I'm your host, Dustin Zare. Hope you're doing well. Glad you could join us. This is episode 216 of Rugby League in America. And this episode's going to be a little bit different than kind of the typical episodes that you, our listeners, are used to. Instead of the usual intimate sessions where we sit down and talk with wonderful people around the Americas and what they're doing with rugby league in their cities and their countries, or a roundtable discussion like we had on the last episode, today's just going to be me talking into a microphone here for a little bit, giving you some updates on the latest happenings of the rugby league world as it pertains to the Americas. This is going to be more of like a uh, like a carbs episode, you know? And carbs sits down and talks into the microphone and tells us his thoughts, which we all love for the most part. <laughs> but we're going to sit down. We're going to, I'm just going to kind of talk about some things that have been on my mind, on your mind. Um, you know, recently we've been doing a, a segment called News of the Week. Um, and I'm going to kick everything off with that in case you you missed our Instagram. If you don't follow our Instagram, we'd love to have you come follow Instagram. You can go to RLA Podcast on Instagram. Uh, on Twitter, it's Podcast RLA. Uh, the great Nate Gladden set that up a long time ago. And so we uh, we still use that one. We'd love to have you come on there and follow us and like, comment, whatever you want to do. Uh, send us a message. Tell us you're listening from wherever you're listening from and uh yeah we'll we'll talk about you on the next episode of the podcast so here we go i want to start with these news of the weeks and there's some other stories that i want to talk about that you know we're, we're going to get to it's going to be a little bit different we're not going to have a long episode this isn't going to be an hour long episode but it's going to be an episode where i'm going to give you some news and information we're going to talk about some stuff i'm going to give you my opinion and take with it as you will the good thing is Regular episodes will continue. Mr. Lance Cavanaugh will be joining us again in a couple of weeks with two more guests as we continue to dive into this how to build rugby league in the U.S., right? This untapped potential that everybody keeps talking about um, around the world. It's America's the untapped potential. America's the untapped potential. Well, but how can we build it up from, a, from an internal standpoint, from a U.S. standpoint, before everybody else kind of gets their hands in it, if you will. And then um, Intimate Sessions. Gotta love those. Those are coming up. Uh, unfortunately, the latest episode of Intimate Sessions got pushed back a week. So our good friend Nick Newland with the Atlanta Rhinos, that'll be the next episode of the podcast. So more on that. Let's kick it off. News of the week segment. All this news came in from last week, which would be April 28th. We re- I recorded on Friday morning. Kind of a re- recap of everything. So if you see news from around the Americas and you want me to talk about it, if I miss it, uh, sorry. Um, but if you want us to say, let us know. News of the week. Tackle one. The RLBC Nines is kicking off. Rugby League British Columbia has announced that the upcoming Nines tournament is going to be held in beautiful Whistler, Canada on May 27th. Per the post, we can expect that all of the RLBC teams are going to be in this Nines tournament. And then I think all the fans around the country, around Canada, around the U.S. are kind of hoping that maybe some of the teams from the ORL, the Ontario Rugby League, 
and maybe even the U.S. will join the event. Obviously, with a beautiful setting up in Whistler at the Whistler Secondary School, it does promise to be a thrilling day of nonstop rugby league action. If you want more information, you can go and follow the Whistler Wolves. They're doing a lot of posting since they're hosting the event. And obviously, I think, you know, I'm kind of jealous that I can't go to the RLBC nines on the 27th. But, you know, we're a month away. So hopefully we can get some streaming of the match up there and uh, watch some great nines tournaments. Tackle two. Staying in Canada, the first and second rounds of the ORL have been completed. The Brampton Beavers, the newest member of the ORL, fell to the Brantford Broncos. Right, that's a Brampton and the Brantford. <laughs> right. So the Beavers and the Broncos played in the first round. The Broncos were victorious 42 to 10. And then obviously the Broncos continued their winning ways with a 34 to 16 victory over the Toronto City Saints in the second round. What I'm looking forward to is, you know, hopefully seeing a, a good match between the Saints and the Beavers in the third round. I think with those two teams both losing the first two games against the Broncos, it's uh who knows? It's gonna be gonna be interesting. It's good to see, you know, week in, week out play up there. The only thing that we're kind of missing there, ORL, is is uh, you know that that nice little thing called a video recording. Intent, wink, wink. If we can go ahead and make that happen. I'd appreciate that. Love to see some of those matches up there. Hopefully, hopefully soon we can see some of those matches from the ORL. Tackle three. Title this the Battle of California. What I think is a significant move forward for women's rugby league. The Pacific Coast Rugby League, the PCRL, for those of you that don't know the acronym, has just announced the first ever Battle of California. It's going to be the North versus the South. In this matchup, we're going to be at Sunnyside High School in Fresno, California on May 7th. Kickoff is 1 o'clock. The South team is going to feature women from the Barracudas and the Mongrel. And if you've been on social media, you know that both those teams have a really good women's uh, program down there. Uh, Addie and Ben are also part of the USA Women's Rugby League National Team, as far as the coaches go. And so it's, it's good that they're starting to just build out a stronger platform on the West Coast with the women. So you get those two, those two teams, Mongrels, Barracudas, in the South. In a surprise, I would say very, very surprised move, the North is going to feature women from the Championship Rugby League's Lady Razorbacks from East Palo Alto and some other players in the Fresno area. This is really, really fascinating to a lot of people. Obviously, with the East Palo Alto Razorbacks playing in Championship Rugby League, knowing that the Mongrel, the Barracudas, the Dead Pelicans, and I'm not going to hint hint at something coming down in the news of the week here in a second. It is kind of interesting to see that the women from the East Palo Alto Razorbacks, who are a part of Championship Rugby League, will be making up the north half, part of the north half of the, the team in the Battle of California. My guess is it's only because there are no other women's rugby league teams that exist in Championship Rugby League right now. We haven't seen anything, no posts have been made, so I can only assume that that's going to be the reason why they're, they're playing the Barracudas and Mongrel from the south. We'll see. I'm excited. It's going to be a groundbreaking event. Obviously, we're growing the game of women's rugby. That in itself is exciting. So everybody should be excited about that. So hopefully we can see great matches coming up here May 7th. This is next, this is next week, this coming weekend. 
lot of a lot of rugby league going on here in the next couple of weeks. So that's exciting. Tackle four. Man, oh man. Get ready, kids. The Foxes are going to play the Saints. Delaware Black Foxes are going to become the first U.S. team to travel north of the border to play the Toronto City Saints in a match at the legendary Lamport Stadium, the former home of Toronto Wolfpack. Lots of segues in, in my news of the week this week. Just wait for those. Obviously, Toronto's had victories over Boston and Cleveland in the past year. The Saints are looking to continue their unbeaten streak against the American teams. This match is scheduled for June 10th. I believe kickoff is set for 6 p.m., so that's nice. And fans both sides of the border, I mean, come on, we're really excited. If you got a chance to get out and watch and play, we know that, that Toronto fans are going to turn out. If we can just get as many fans as they had for Wolfpack matches after that game, man, that'd be fantastic. Hopefully we get a nice streaming service on that one too. Intent wink, wink, Toronto. <laughs> I feel like I'm a broken record saying this all the time on getting people to stream stuff and post their game, get matches, match notes and things like that. But <laughs> anyway, really excited to see that match going to happen. Um, we'll just look forward to, you know, the guys playing on, on June 10th. We're a month and well, a month and a couple of days away from that. So that's exciting. And finally, tackle five. We're here. We've made it. Five tackles, all the news of the week. The Seagulls and the Roosters join the PCRL. And everybody's probably going, what? Well, here it is. Pacific Coast Rugby League has announced that the Riverton Seagulls and the Harriman Roosters will form the new Utah Rugby League and link up as the Utah division of the PCRL. Obviously, with the two new teams' official members of the USARL being a part of the PCRL, because the PCRL is part of the USARL, this is pretty exciting because their players are now the only ones from Utah eligible for USA Hawk selection. Now, if you're asking why I say that, it's because Championship Rugby League has a couple teams from Utah, but they are not affiliated with the USARL. Obviously, if we go back to the legal battles and the arguments and fighting and claiming to be the uh, the governing body for some reason. Um, you know, those teams that do play in Utah, uh, unfortunately, their players are not eligible for Hawks. So to all my knowledge, I've asked around, and as of right now, they are not available for Hawks selection. However, it is exciting because if you, if you know much about the history of Utah Rugby League, you had the Utah Avalanche or the AMNRL uh, way back in the day. And so you got some guys that are, are really, ex- you know, they're excited to take over um, George Dupo, who's going to be heading up the Seagulls. You know, he, he was the one who kind of stepped out from, he was there with the Sea Eagles when they were with the Sea, uh, with the Championship Rugby League. And so now they're, they've gone to the Seagulls, um, which I think is good. Name change, change the affiliation, you know, kind of wipe your hands of, you know, there was a lot of uh, social media fighting back and forth between the CRL and, uh, and, the, and the Seahawks at that, that time. Oh, excuse me. No, the Sea Eagles, not the Seahawks sport but obviously we're all excited to see these new teams you know utah rugby league big polynesian um pacific island influence over there so we're, we're excited to see who's going to play uh, with those two teams both the roosters and this is seagulls and then of course it's only going to help grow that western conference which will then play the eastern conference in a battle uh, to end you know the usarl championship season uh here in 2023 okay Ooh. 
man, just running through those things. Kind of exciting though, right? Five, five big things here. Lots of big news. You know, that was, there, there, there it is. Five big news stories out of last week. That was until Friday evening. <laughs> After I launched the Instagram video when out of nowhere, from, from the depths, from, uh, from the grave and beyond, the Toronto Wolf Pack put up a video of a howling wolf. And the rugby league world pretty much didn't care, or at least they're tired of caring and expressed kind of of disdain for, you know, for, for that post. They, they got a lot of backlash, which is not, uh, not the first time that they've gotten backlash for the, for their post. Um, you know, it was, it's frustrating, right? Because everybody knew how great the Toronto Wolfpack was. You know, the whole stuff with the, uh, the previous owner, not the current owner, by the way, um, you know, not paying players. And I'm not going to get into that because that, that is a, that's a rabbit hole that we can go down for a long time. But I think what it is important to know is that it was 281 days. 281 days since Toronto's last post. The last post they had before that was they decided to remove a jersey sponsor which was also in very poor taste as they were preparing to launch well trying to kick off again for the third time the NARL um which for those of you listening and wondering it is dead like all teams have disbanded you know we we pretty much said nobody is playing with the NARL right now um and and that's that there's there's you know Cleveland's gone Atlanta's gone DC's gone to the to the rugby league united uh, Toronto's by itself um, New York Rugby League, nobody's heard anything from, actually nobody's heard anything from any team outside of Brooklyn, now that I think about that. So, um, but yeah, so that, that's, that's that. Um, but here's my thought, and, and, I, and I've made the comment, like, I think that the Toronto City Saints, the lads up there, Andrew and everybody who, Andrew's been on the podcast, if you listen, doing fantastic things. Really think he's doing great stuff. They make an announcement that they're playing at Lamport, the former home of the Toronto Wolfpack. Um, and all of a sudden, you get a post by Toronto on social media. Um, you know, just, just a wolf howling. I mean, I mean what, what is that? Like, come on. Um, just, it, it's more, I think it's more frustrating for the teams up there. The ORL is doing really great things right now. They're really, you know, Brampton, Brantford, and Toronto are, you know, played three rounds, getting ready for a fourth round coming up here um, this next weekend and championships and things like that. But I think the, the important thing to note is that I've reached out to each one of those teams. That there's nobody from, from any of those teams, Toronto, Saints, the Beavers, or the Broncos, has said that they are, have been even contacted by the Toronto Wolfpack. So the question is, is if you're trying to promote or trying to, make yourself relevant again and you make a post like that, shouldn't you have a team and shouldn't you have a team of people who are in the Toronto area? And wouldn't you think it would be one of those players or any of those players that play for those three teams up in the ORL? Right? Like, come on. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, you know, Toronto makes the post out there and, and that's fine. Like, whatever. Just trying to be relevant. But at this particular point in time, I think it's 
you know, it's unfortunate. It's one of the best brands, one of the best logos from a, from a marketing and design perspective that I've seen. I think it's, it's a phenomenal, phenomenal branding and they've done a great job. And I own Toronto gear. Like, I, you know, I'm happy. I, I own gear from Toronto because I thought it was cool. So do thousands and thousands of other people around the world. But it's time to let it go. I think the Toronto Wolfpack, unless something happens where you can make amends with Canada Rugby League and um, the ORL and other teams up there, you're not going to have a team. And I, and I doubt that they will unless they do something like they did when they were in Super League and all of their players live and play in, in the UK and they come over for a match every couple of weeks and months. And obviously, we all know how that turned out. Anyway, that was the big news. You know, those were the, the, the biggest news stories. I had to bring up the Toronto one because I think it's, it's important for people to know what's going on. It's, it's important for people to, to hear. Um, I did. I asked every single one of the teams, asked, you know, asked around, even teams, you know, in, the, in Rugby League United. And I said, are any of your players even remotely going up and playing the Toronto Wolfpack? And they're like, what? <laughs> so, uh, but nothing happening there. We move on. A couple of the things that we didn't talk about in the news of the week, you know, they're are happening all over the place, um, specifically in Australia. And, and I want to talk about a couple different news pieces that are coming out of Australia. Uh, first one is the Brazil women's captain, Maria Greff. And for those of you that, you know, haven't been following news of the week, haven't been following our coverage in the past year of Brazil going to the World Cup, the Brazil women, excuse me, going to the, uh, the Rugby League World Cup. You know, you've missed out because um, Robert Bergen was on the show, as, as Jim called him, the Johnny Appleseed of Rugby League, <laughs> doing great things. Um, he's really promoted and helped the Brazil team get off and get running. And he kind of stepped aside and, you know, new people have come in and take over. And I think they're going to do great things. I mean, I think, I think the men's team down there is going to do, is, could surprise people uh, in November at the America's Championships with, you know, Jamaica, Canada, and the United States. Um, yeah, it, it could be worrisome for people. There are some, some solid players. I've watched a lot of those matches coming out of uh, Brazil, the Brazil Rugby League down there. So if you haven't seen it, um, find Robert Bergen, follow him, find Brazil Rugby League somewhere. Uh, you know, Maria played her second game for the Benco Bank Noosa Pirates uh, the other day. And, you know, uh, uh, Kalundra, I believe, is, is who they played, and she played the played, played a full game in hooker, and the second highest tackle count, two try assists, and nine runs. And I, I think for me, she's trying to be the first, you know, uh, South American player to play professionally, playing the NRLW, um, Super League. I can't, you know, try to look it up. I don't think anybody's played in Super League, but playing the NRLW, which is going to be the pinnacle. Um, she's you know, a step or so away. Like she's not too far away. And if she keeps playing the way she has been, uh, according to Robert and some other people down there, you know, it could be exciting for her. So, uh, congratulations, right. To, to Maria. Um, I, I think she, she deserves it. She's captain of the Brazil, uh, national team. And, you know, she showed off at the, at the world cup. And there's some other players from that Brazil team that you could definitely see playing, in the NRLW in the very near future. Um, I think the same kind of goes for Canada's national team. You know, some of the Ontario Ospreys and women over in the, uh, the RLBC, 
I think that, you know, they're more probably going to be lined up with the connections to Super League and the, and the Women's Super League over there in, in the UK. So, again, the opportunities stand there. If the US can continue to build out their women's program, we have the opportunity to send a ton of players internationally to Australia, to the UK, to play high level rugby league, to build out our national team. I mean, we're, it's been one year since our national team played its first ever match. You know, at that time it was the Red Tails. You know, now it's the Hawks under the same, the same moniker as the, the men's national team. But that's the exciting part of it, right? We're going to have a new women's team going to get playing here very shortly. Um, you know, I think that there's actually after that championship, um, or excuse me, the battle of California, I think there's actually like a, um, a, a national team combine of sorts or maybe a national team match. So I'll try to get some information and post that on social media so everybody can kind of see what's happening or when it's happening. The next big thing out of Australia is Americans. What? That's right. We actually have two Americans who are playing rugby league in Australia. Now, we're not, they're not playing in the NRL. As, as you probably know, we would have made a whole much bigger deal about this if, if they were. First of all, we've got Aldo Karami, uh, Karamoni, excuse me, Aldo, um, formerly of the Black Foxes and the DC Cavalry, uh, who is playing with the South Perth, Perth Lions uh, over there in Western Australia, which is exciting. Aldo hasn't yet featured for the first grade team, uh, but they've only played two matches so far. So we're hoping that we can get Aldo you know, on the show here soon, maybe with our next, uh, the next person I'm going to talk to you about. But, you know, we'll see. Um, excited that, you know, we actually have players that are over there playing rugby league. You know, people ask me, how do you go and you play rugby league? How do they go and do stuff? Um, you know, uh, Sarama Rugby League Recruitment, you know, he's done a great job of bringing players over there. I think it even goes back to when um, I think he was also helping out get players like uh, Joe Eichner and, and, and Taylor uh, Alley, um, who were whoever they're playing like 2014, I think is when they first started playing over in Australia. But, but Sarama, if you don't know him on social media, go find him. He's a good dude and you know, he's just, he can, he's finding a way to get Americans over to Australia to play higher level rugby league, which is, is really what we need right now in order to help build our, our national team a little bit more. So the second player that we have playing in Australia is Claudius Pubian, formerly of the South Florida Speed, who's playing in Group 16 Rugby League, as they call it, in New South Wales. He is playing with the Naruma Devils. Claudius has started all three games uh, for the Devils at either Hooker or somewhere in the back five. I think he's actually currently, that he's currently playing on left wing. You know, he's really showing Australia some of the, quote, turbo, uh, as his nickname is, as his nickname is. Um, you know, some of those turbo skills that he has. And he scored two tries in three matches. Naruma's one and two on the season. And actually played Bateman's Bay Tigers here coming up this weekend. You know, had a chance to quickly talk with, with Claudius. We're actually going to have him on an episode of Intimate Sessions coming up, which is going to be really nice. Really want to kind of start talking to Claudius, talking to Aldo, you know, seeing what, what life is like over there in Australia and playing rugby league. Obviously it's not full full time. It's not professional. It's not full professional, but you know, they're getting, they're working and they're playing rugby league, which is something great. I think, you know, 
as we continue to grow as a sport here in the U.S., if we can start to build pipelines, I think pipelines are important. I think the great stuff that you know the Copperheads are doing with another Devils team, uh, you know, that's the Salford Devils over in the in the Super League. I think we need those pipelines built in the U.S. to go to Australia. You know, who are you going to play with? You can go play with, you know, second, third level, you know, third grade teams. You know, that's fine. But you know, we really want to help build them up into that pipeline where someday. We'd love to see an American suiting up in the NRL. We hear stories of, you know, NRL players coming over and playing professional football, you know, or, or, or whatnot. And so like for me, like I'm ready to see it the other way around. Let's send an American to line up and play, you know, rugby league in the NRL. There was a 60 minutes piece about a, a Texan playing in the AFL. And I went, oh, shit, like it's now time to have an, we're, it's time to step up to the game, America. It's time to get our top players and some of our top athletes and get them into the NRL. Plain and simple. Let's do that. Kind of segueing with that one is the NRL coming to the U.S. <sighs> okay. According to Australia's Daily Telegraph, the National Rugby League, the NRL, wants to kick off its 2024 season with a doubleheader in Sin City itself, Las Vegas. <sighs> Australian Rugby League, ARL Commission Chairman, Peter Vlandes, or as Jim and I called him on episode 202 of the podcast, Vlandes, because that's how, you know, because we know each other. And the NRL chief executive, Andrew Abode, Abdo, excuse me, botched his name. They're reportedly going to be flying to Las Vegas early next month to discuss the plan. Okay. The Sydney Morning Herald has also stated that the decision is going to be made in the next four weeks. So here we are. The same old, same old again, right? In fact, if you if you've been a you know a listener of the podcast for a long time and following us, you know for over a year on Chasing Kangaroos Network, um, it is almost a year to the day when this got released, when this was announced that Jim and I recorded episode two hundred and two of the podcast. That podcast title was NRL in the United States. <laughs> right, we talked about Naples Nine tournaments, which is coming up again soon. Excited for Naples Nines here. And then we talked, we, we wanted to hear, we wanted to hear opinions on the NRL and the U.S. coming to the U.S. Now, this has been said year after year after year after year over and over again. And I think we just kind of get tired of it, right? <laughs> I think, you know, everybody says, oh, it's going to happen. It's going to happen. Yes, there's more talk about it this year than there was last year. Last year was like, oh, hey, wouldn't it be nice if we could have a round zero or something over there? Now they're saying like play round one and a double header over here. Like you're going to piss some teams off, I think. That's going to be the first and foremost. But Andrew Johns came out and on the proposal from the NRL saying, um, what does he say? Yeah, he's just, he's just going to be the fun police. And he thinks it's a waste of time and money. He said, I think that with What's happening in rugby league in the regional areas of Australia, that money could be well spent there, right? They're trying to get a foothold in America. Here's John's question. Do you really think we can grow the game in America? 
ponder that for a minute. Those listening around the world, um, this may not be pertinent to you. You may not understand the full context of rugby league in the United States right now, uh, but hopefully through listening to you know, the you know, 20 something episodes that we've done of the podcast, you're starting to understand where we try to give a good detail of, of what's going on. So do you think, Andrew Johns, do you think we can really grow the game in America? And he's asking this to, you know, Peter Valandis and, 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 and Abdo. And, you know, we asked this to, I'm asking it to carbs, ask it to everybody else. Like, do you think we grow it in America? I want to ask Americans, do you think we can grow? Do you think that the NRL coming here can grow it in America? Andrew, Mr. Johns, I sort of agree with you. Could it work? Sure. Could, could the NRL game work in the U.S.? Yes. But the NRL's decision to bring a game to Las Vegas completely disregards the existing rugby league fan base in the United States, I think. While we're small, we are growing. Fan base is growing. Teams are popping up. Teams are being established in different locations. We're trying with the new governance, and I'm not going to talk about the governance on this episode because it's going to be for a later one that's actually full covering of all the new governance, but new structure, new leadership coming in. Like we want to try to bring everything together, but understand like, I don't know. By choosing to hold a game in Las Vegas, which is not known for rugby league at all. There's not even a rugby league team in there. I know there's, they say that there's a team with the championship rugby league or there was going to be a team, but there's not, there's no team. The NRL really is essentially saying that it doesn't care about its American fan base. And that it's more interested in gaining exposure and money and money underline, underline highlight exclamation point in a city that is just notorious for its excess. So it's bring everybody in, fly everybody in from Australia, from New Zealand, come in and, you know, from around the world, if you want to come watch it, fly into Vegas and play. Here's the kicker for me, right? As of right now, no organization has been contacted by the NRL who is in the United States. If Vlandis and an advocate are going to come over here and meet with sporting personalities and sporting people in Vegas and not even remotely touch base with any rugby league entity, any, like, I don't care. Like, it could be just talk to one person in American rugby league. Just one. That's all. I, I challenge them to do that. By not involving American rugby league teams, organizations, or players, the NRL is missing out on the opportunity to tap into the knowledge and expertise of those who are actively working to grow the sport in the United States. If you listen back to the last episode that, that Lance and I, you know, when we, we sat down with, uh, with, with Billy and with Ryan Forston, uh, of the South Border Speed and Tampa Mayhem and the USARL for that matter with Billy, <laughs> you know that we are starting to get things together to tell people how best to grow the game, how best to do better for rugby league in the United States. You know, I joked and I said, oh, people can come and I can build graphics for you. But that's just one part of it. If the NRL isn't bringing people in, if they're not connecting them, American Rugby League 
Sorry, let me take a step back. They're not bringing people in. Shame on them. That's what I'm saying, right? American Rugby League players, coaches, administrators, you know, we have valuable insights in how to best promote and expand the sport in the country, right? I, people can argue, yes, we haven't been doing it for a couple of years. And then I'll say, yeah, that there's been some hiccups with the infighting that's happened, with the lack of promotion and the lack of growth. You know, the fingers can be pointed everywhere, right? But if you want to grow the sport, you want to grow NRL's reach. You want to grow an American audience, right? You, you've got to engage. You've got to talk to the people who are on the ground. Talk to, talk to Ben and Addy out in the PCRL who are doing great things out there. Talk to Drew, who's one of the longest standing people to work in American rugby league. Hell, talk to Canada. You can bring Canadians down from Vancouver. I think it's like a three hour, two and a half hour, three hour flight. Everybody wants to go to Vegas. It's a party city. Vegas Sevens Rugby Union used to be there and people loved it. It was great. All over the, you know, all over the world. People came from to watch that. Now, I'm not going to talk about the fields and the size of the fields and, you know, the football stadiums and stuff, but, you know, there's questions about that. That's, that's a different conversation. But the fact of the matter is, while the NRL's decision to hold a game in Las Vegas is exciting, as of right now, it is doing little to promote the growth of rugby league in the United States. Instead, it's more reinforcing the perceptions that rugby league is a sport for expats rather than a sport that can appeal to American audiences. I've literally sat down. I joked about this on social media and I think some people liked it if they knew what I was talking about. I've sat down. I've got a plan, marketing plan, because you know that's what I do for a living. Marketing plan to help the NRL help grow the sport, but to do it knowing that we have to involve teams all around the country, administrators all around the country, players and fans who are already in the country, right? Carbs' favorite thing, he likes, to, he likes to joke around with me and say, you know, uh, Australians love to hear an American accent when we talk rugby league. I don't know if that's really a true thing. I think he's just blowing smoke up my ass just because we're the Rugby League in America podcast. And, you know, maybe someday we'll take over for him as the most listened to international podcast <laughs> <laughs> about rugby league. <laughs> just kidding, Carbs. I know. I, I, we will, we'll never beat out Darren Carboni. But here's the thing, right? It's a, this is an opportunity. I bashed it last year. I bashed it probably the year before too. I've, I've actually bashed it ever since England and New Zealand because neither entity, the Super League or the NR, has done its due diligence to grow the game in the United States. The Super League doesn't even show matches on any of the regular channels. You've got to buy like, Fox Soccer Plus, and that nobody has. Nobody has that anymore. And the NRL, for the love of Pete, shows maybe, maybe one match a week. It's, it's shocking for an entity that wants to say they, they want to grow their, their expansion and grow into the American household. You know, I, I have it set up on my YouTube TV. 
to record every single rugby league match from the NRL that takes place um, on, on a weekly basis. It showed, what did I see last week? Um, sharks. Saw the, saw the Sharks match. And then the last game it showed before that was like three weeks. So there were three weeks in between the two matches that were shown on Fox Sports 2, which is what it shows on in the U.S. So anyway, I get off my soapbox now for that. Show matches, grow the game, right? That's how you start to get exposure. Pay the extra dollars to, you know, show matches during, show replays of matches during off times. I mean, right now, there's the only thing that's happening in the U.S. is baseball and play and playoffs for hockey and basketball. But you're a couple of weeks away from only having baseball. The NRL is in the prime season. It's one of the best seasons in history. The matches are amazing. The games are so close. The ladder is so close. I mean, we're nine matches in, and the point separation from the top of the table, the Broncos, to the West Tigers, is ten. 10 points. That's five games. You know how quick that can turn around? Good gravy. Get excited. Watch Rugby League. Watch the NRL. Sorry for the Super League, but they just don't show it over here, so can't follow much over here. No way. There's literally like zero way to watch the Super League. Ugh. Okay, so that, that's, that's me jumping on my soapbox about the NRL to Vegas. Would I love to see it happen? Absolutely. Shit, that'd be amazing. Get out to Vegas. Have a good time. Meet up with lads. I know. I know. Carbs would fly. He'd fly to Vegas for for round for round one for double header to have fun here in the U.S. with all of his buddies covering rugby league, covering the NRL here in the U.S. Talking about growing the game. But if if Peter Vlandis and Andrew Abdo don't actually meet with anybody for USA Rugby League. America, that's basically saying that we don't really care about American growth at all. Because here's the thing. If you do get the chance to draw people into the NRL, what's the first thing that they're going to want to have happen after the NRL leaves? Well, how do I watch this locally? How can I, how can I go to a game? How can I play a game? There's things that I think need to happen along with how to, market the, how to market the game, how to market yourself in Vegas to Americans from an American standpoint, not from, not from an Australian standpoint, but not just an American standpoint, but an American standpoint who understands rugby, who understands rugby league. Because here's the thing, like there are very few of us who work in rugby union or rugby league in the U.S. who understand marketing and how to market to people. Because it just, it hasn't been around that long. I'm not saying I'm, I'm the perfect person, but I'm saying I'm putting my hand up for it. That's for damn sure. <laughs> there needs to be combines that happen everywhere. And NRL talent scouts need to be going to American Rugby League matches. Plain and simple. Hard stop. Okay. I'm going to stop on that one. There's a lot going on, right? I mean... We're getting ready for seasons with the PCRL. I do know that a schedule has been made. It is ready. PCRL is about to announce their schedule. The USARL um, hasn't officially announced their schedule. It was kind of leaked uh, via one of the posts. So um, do know that that is coming out. Uh, I talked with the Copperheads. They're ready to go. Talking with Nick Newland coming up. 
Atlanta, they're back in the USARL. Who's exciting? Have a strong season again. I think it'll be good. Um, be good to see see what happens. <sighs> Take a deep breath. It's gonna be a long ride. It's gonna be a lot of stuff. Well, I'm excited to continue to cover rugby league here in the Americas. Covering in Canada, Brazil, Jamaica. Well, we're gonna talk some fishing Jamaicans here soon too. I hope. Um, hope you found this episode informative, maybe a bit thought provoking. And tell everybody, remember, the future of rugby league in the Americas is in our hands. If we want to see the sport grow and thrive in Brazil, in Argentina, Jamaica, United States, Canada, Chile, wherever, it's up to us. We are the ones that's got to make it happen. If you missed our previous episode, I do highly recommend going and checking it out. It is... It was great. Really enjoyed that episode. It really did. Um, you know, we, we sat down and had a great, great conversation, almost an hour long conversation about, you know, how to, well, I think Carbs called it, how to make it in America. And so that's what we're, that's what we're talking about. We're, we're ready to make it right in America here. And so I think with, with everything coming up for, for us, go back and have a listen to that. Um, go back and, and talk about, you know, how to, how to, how to build passionate rugby league organizations in America. If you want to follow us on social media, RLA podcast on Instagram and podcast RLA on Twitter. Let's stay connected. That's all for now. We'll be back next time with another episode of intimate sessions. We're going to sit down with Nick Newland of the Atlanta Rhinos. Get the thoughts on what's happening in Atlanta. Stay tuned for that one. Appreciate you listening. As always, my name is Dustin Zare. You can follow me on social media. Man with a mic. Put some underscores in between each one of those letters. Thanks for listening. And until next time, this has been Rugby League in America.